If you're not sure how to end or start your story, this episode is for you. I'll share a tip I thought was ridiculous when I first heard of it, bookending. Then I started seeing this technique being used in almost every story I read and movie I watched. Listen in to find out what bookending is, why it's popular, and how to use it like a pro. Now, if you want to organize your writing like a pro, be sure to snag the book series hub I created as a template for you in Notion. Not sure what a book series hub is or what Notion is? No worries. I recorded a revolutionize your writing masterclass to explain both. All you have to do is trade your email address for the masterclass and hub. That way we can stay in touch after you revolutionize your writing and become friends. Now let's go explore the captivating world of bookending. One of the first things I learned when I started training to be a novelist is a technique called bookending. Bookending is simply starting your story the same way you end it. The end is the beginning and the beginning is the end. My initial reaction when I learned this was... That doesn't make sense. I'm telling the story so that my characters can become different people and end in a different place. I want them to learn and grow and make progress. How can they do that if they root back to the beginning? Then it started happening. I saw it everywhere. Books, movies, shows. So many stories started and ended the same way. To be clear, the beginning and the end aren't exactly the same. You can mirror the same setting, but have your character respond to the environment in a new way as a result of the new person he's become. Or you can mirror the circumstances instead of the setting and highlight the differences in the decisions the character makes or the words he says or the actions he takes. To understand what it is, picture a bookshelf with two literal bookends. Let's say they're golden dragon stalkers with outstretched wings. Side note, now every time I look at my bookshelf, I'm going to imagine dragon stalkers on either end. Only such bookends don't exist. I may have to find a way to change that fact. Anyway, the bookends work together to create a balanced and cohesive look and to kind of hold your books together. When your story starts and finishes in a similar manner, your story has symmetry and that leads to a deepening impact on the reader. To see this in action in movies, check out The Shawshank Redemption. Both the beginning and end focus on Red's parole hearings, demonstrating the contrast between his life before and after his time with Andy. In Forrest Gump, the feather floating in the wind appears at the beginning and end, symbolizing the randomness and unpredictability of life. In Titanic, the film starts and ends with the older Rose, providing a bridge between the present day and the events of the past. In The Great Gatsby, it begins and ends with reflections on Gatsby's dreams and the green light at the end of Daisy's Dock. In Saving Private Ryan, the movie opens and closes in the Normandy American Cemetery and Memorial, linking the past events with their lasting impact. And the one the kids have watched over and over since seeing the play back in the spring, The Wizard of Oz. Dorothy's adventure in Oz begins and ends in her Kansas home, emphasizing the themes of home, belonging, and the line between fantasy and reality. If you want to read some classics that use this techniques, pick up a copy of A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens. The novel famously starts and ends with the theme of duality from it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, to the self-sacrifice at the guillotine. Catch 22 by Joseph Heller. The story starts and ends with the traumatic event of Snowden's death, which has a profound impact on the protagonist. In The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak, death, as the narrator, introduces and concludes the novel, offering a unique perspective on the story's events. And my favorite book that has lots of examples of bookending the Bible. There are a myriad of events or prophecies that mirror one another, creating a kind of bookending within specific books or stories. 
Why should you use bookending? I'll give you three quick reasons. First, it emphasizes themes, making them more memorable for readers. Our minds need repetition to learn and retain things, and your theme is the reason you're telling your story. Make your theme memorable by showing what life is like before the lesson is learned in the beginning and after the lesson is learned at the end. Next, bookending provides a sense of closure. When the story ends similarly to how it began, readers get that full circle feeling, kind of like the feeling I get when I run races with a loop course. I start and end in the same place, but I am stronger and tougher when I cross that finish line. Ideally, sometimes I'm grumpy and sore and miserable because the weather was nasty or the race was brutal. But mostly I'm in a better mental state at the finish, and the finish line has a different feel than the start, even though they look exactly the same. Last, bookending can highlight character growth. When characters face similar situations at the start and end, their development, or lack thereof, is more pronounced. Now that you know why you should use this technique, you're probably wondering how. So let's chat about three ways you can use bookending effectively. One, Start strong and plan ahead in the outline phase. Your opening of the story sets the tone and has your character doing something to get the reader's attention. Before you outline your whole story, think about how you can mirror your opening scene at the end. I personally have a hard time writing a story until I know how it starts and ends. If I can figure out one and I'm not sure of the other, I'll rely on bookending to generate some ideas. Two, add depth when you return to the beginning. As I mentioned earlier, don't make the end identical to the beginning. It should build on it. What new twist or insight can you add at the end that wasn't possible at the beginning? This depth is what makes your bookend resonate with the reader. And three, maintain the natural progression of your story. Don't use this technique if it doesn't make sense for your story. In other words, don't change the beginning so it mirrors the end or lock yourself into an end that mirrors the beginning if that's not where your characters need to end up in order to prove the premise of your story. If you can make it work, great. If not, no worries. Write your story. A few words of caution when using bookending. Don't be predictable. The final scene is a grand finish, not merely a repeat of the beginning. Don't let it limit your creativity. If you feel constrained by the need to mirror the beginning and end, it could potentially limit where the story should go. Consider other possibilities for your ending before deciding whether or not bookending is right for your story. And if you don't use this technique without enough originality, bookending can feel like a cliched or overused device, which might turn off some readers. To recap, bookending is starting and ending your story in a similar way. A lot of writers favor bookending because it emphasizes key themes, provides readers with a sense of closure, and highlights character development. For effective bookending, start strong and have a general idea of your ending in the outline phase, add depth and new insight when revisiting the beginning and the end, and ensure the story flows naturally without forcing it into a bookend structure. If you're a novelist in training and think this is a silly tip, I dare you to read books and watch movies without wondering, will this end the same way it starts? Once you see it in action in a story, you'll notice it in an abundance of stories, perhaps even your own. P.S. Notice how I used a little bookending action in this episode? I started by explaining my reaction when I first learned this tip and ended by imagining your reaction to the same tip if it's the first time you're hearing about it. Now, go write a story where the end is the beginning and the beginning is the end. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, the best way you can thank me is by leaving a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it help me know what you're thinking, but it will also help others on a quest to write a novel discover the show. After you leave that review, I invite you to click on over to authordkdrake.com. There you can become a DK Drake Insider, secure your free starter library, and access all the books from the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga that are available for sale on Amazon. In the meantime, I dare you not to dream of dragons tonight.